This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I'm here again with our founder of the ministry, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you, Brian. And welcome to everyone on this podcast. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. That's right. We Rocky and I love Christmas and we always like to have a somewhat of a special Christmas podcast to the week of Christmas. So uh, this is Christmas Eve 2020. So uh, we've had a lot of thoughts about what to make of this year and, and, and how this year colors our Christmas celebration, Rocky, haven't we had a lot, of, a lot of discussions? And I know you wrote a blog about the perspective of 2020, which if you haven't had a chance to read it, you guys will definitely want to read it. It's on our website. But uh, just a couple opening thoughts, Rocky, from you on, on perspective of 2020. And then we're going to read a couple of verses and talk about Christmas. Well, Brian, I think of perspective. I want to hear the word perspective. It, it, uh, I think you have to uh, understand what it means. I, I believe it's a choice. Uh, it's a choice of how we will view something. It has a lot to do with, uh, I think, a standpoint. Some people would say, well, if you're a positive thinker, then you'll have a positive outlook. If you're a negative thinker, you'll have a negative outlook. And that, that's an indication of perspective right there. But I believe if you're a man or woman of faith and you really truly believe that this word of God is true and we understand that our mission here on earth is not to live here comfortably, but to live here purposely, then we'll understand that no matter how bad this year is, and we can dwell on that, we can dwell on the bad, uh, but if we choose, we can also dwell on the good. We could choose a perspective that looks at what this year's been like uh, from the good, good point of view. I mean, there's enough stuff out there right now that we read about and hear people tell us about and complain about, about this year, about everything we went through from the political issues to the violent demonstrations to the, the pandemic to, I mean, world unrest. And I mean, you could go on and on and on about that stuff. But on the other hand, as a ministry, we have seen the advancement of making disciples go out there exponentially. And that's our purpose as a ministry. It's not to be a political leaders or even try to help people understand issues politically and, and ask them to vote certain ways. That's not our that's not our that's not our kingdom, that's not our battleground. Our battleground is to help people understand that this world is going to be the way the world is. I mean, it's under the influence of the evil man. But the Prince of Peace, who we celebrate his birth this coming Friday, the Prince of Peace gives us peace if we'll choose to take that peace. And I think that this is where, as believers, we have to look at the good that we saw this year and to anticipate that it will continue because I do believe it was the beginning of a great awakening in this country and other places. 
So that's how I look at perspective. Brian, I choose to look at the good because I think that there's more good going on around us that we're not seeing and we need to emphasize looking at it. Well, and I think, I think a lot of people right now are troubled about things that they've seen this year, perhaps, and even fearful. And um, even, even people with a lot of faith are, are being tested right now. And, uh, and it's just, I love the Christmas story because it was heaven coming to earth, God coming to us, God coming to our broken world and all this pain and suffering. Because in heaven, there's no pain and suffering. There's no more tears. There's no, there's nothing there. But he left that and came here to us to enter into our situation. And I think he, he's still doing that today. And I, I was thinking of the scene, you and I were talking a second ago, Rocky. I was thinking of the scene when, when the angel visited Mary. And she didn't know what to think about that. And he said, do not be afraid, Mary. And then a little later after Jesus was born, he visited the, the shepherds and they were terrified, said they had great fear. And then they, the angel said, fear not, because I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. And then, uh, and then just fast forward to right before Jesus left the earth, uh, one of the last things he said to his disciples is he said, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. He says, um, you heard me say, I'm going away and I'll come to you. But, but, you know, he says, I'm going to the father and the father's greater than I. And, and he's telling them all this because he's saying, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to take you. But he says, peace, I leave you my peace. I give to you. It's kind of what you're talking about. He is the Prince of Peace. So, yes. so no matter what's going on, I think we can celebrate the fact that God does care. And we talk about in the journey right off the bat that God knows everything you're going through. He cares he's willing and he's able to come into your situation. And, and, and that never ceases to uh, get old every journey group I lead. Cause people, I guess people don't always believe that. What do you think Rocky? People just don't really, they're not sure sometimes that God really does care about what they're troubled about. I think that, that by and large uh, they will believe it, but I don't think they practice it. And uh, as an example, we we're talking, you were just talking about Jesus says, you know, don't be afraid. I'm leaving you, but I come back. But he also said in that same conversation that I'm leaving with you, uh, the spirit who will uh, be there with you and be there, be teach you and help you recall all the things I said and comfort you. And as we explore the names of the spirit of God and we understand the dynamics of him living in our lives. We are never without him. He is always there. But the question is, do we listen or do we seek him? And I think that there, there, therein lies the reason why many, if not most Christians are dismayed and frightened by bad news that comes or by situations that could be potentially bad is that they, they, they forget who's, who's with them. They forget the power of the living God who said that to Paul, and that applies to all of us, that my grace is sufficient for you. Uh, and, you know, we look at that verse that, that Paul gives us uh, when he asked uh, the Lord to take away the thorn in his flesh. And the Lord said, no, he says, because my power is perfected in weakness. 
And then Paul said, well, most gladly, therefore, I'd rather boast about my weakness that the power of Christ may dwell in me. So w- what it is, is we have this battle goes on within us as humans. And just because we become a Christian and have the deposit of the Holy Spirit in us does not mean that we do not continue to battle. Uh, but if we will finally let him win the war <laughs> in our life, and win the battles, then we will find the peace that Christ said we will have. Uh, and when when the Lord told Paul that my grace is sufficient for you, he gave him a Christmas present that it looks like this. Any trouble that you face in the future, Paul, inside this gift of my grace that I'm promising you is everything you will need. Now, man, that's a big deal. And yet, how many of us apply that? How many of us think that God was shortchanging Paul when Paul was wanting him to heal him? And the Lord said, no, because I'm going to use that to perfect my power in your life and my grace is sufficient. And I used to think that, well, man, why did he just say that? I mean, couldn't he give him more than just his grace? And then I, I was taken on a journey about grace. And what is grace? And what I did not understand at the time, and I'm beginning to understand more, is the capacity of God's grace is beyond anything we can imagine. And when he told Paul, I'm going to give you a grace that will be there for you in all occasions, he was saying, I, you have me. Mm. You have me for everything you're facing, Paul. And that's what happened when that baby was born in that manger is it was God who came down so that we could have him. God come down. God who is able to do all things comes to a place where all things are impossible, it seems like, most of the time. And then that God where all things are possible is deposited in our life. And now we can face anything that comes up and know that he's there with us. Now, that's perspective. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's the perspective of Christmas I'm talking about. What do we choose to believe? And what do we choose to practice? Because there's a difference between just believing and intellectually and even have faith. But a difference in that and trusting so deeply that you will release whatever you have to him and say, your will be done. I'm, I have peace with that. Mm. It occurs to me, Rocky, that perhaps this year, some people are going to celebrate Jesus in a deeper way than maybe they ever have because of the year's events, because of the isolation, um, because of the perspective that they have that, you know, and, and we, we talk about it a lot, but there are people who believe in Jesus. They believe he existed. They believe even believe he died and rose from the dead. And they somehow believe it intellectually and by faith, but yet they perhaps don't have an abiding relationship. And that's, we've, we've seen a difference in that. And again, it's not for us to judge who's where, who's in different places spiritually, but, but we see a difference. We see a difference in people who have an abiding relationship who really have received him fully and have his spirit work in their life and have the fruit of the spirit and, and the gifts of their spirit are enabled, like we we talk about in our progression and the journey. But uh, 
That's what Jesus wants for all his people, don't you believe? That's that's what he's trying to break through to us. And and we just so hope that this Christmas people can let God do what he wants to do in their life. If if they've been holding back, that they would press into their fear, press into the the disturbance of their heart and let him have his way with them. What do you think about that? I, I agree, Brian. I think you you uh, stated that very clearly and, and accurately. I, I think about that um, wonderful theological story. Uh, <laughs> call it some wonderful life, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, people say, wait a minute, where's the theology in that? Well, just look at it. But just look at it. I mean, from the standpoint of what we're talking about, about perspective. I mean, uh, here was this man who was so troubled, he was ready to take his own life. In fact, he said he wanted to. And he said, I wish I wasn't even born. And Clarence, his bumbling angel, said, okay, we'll let that happen. And, and then the, suddenly he was shown what his life would be like, everybody's life, all the people that he loved and cherished, what their life would be like, and the impact his life made on everything from his brother that he kept from going in a pond and, and dying as a child and that how that brother saved a, a battalion of soldiers uh, and how thousands of people would have died at that instance. And then his children would have been born. And I mean, his mother would have been destitute. And I mean, you just go on and on and on about the impact this man's life had on other people, which he didn't even realize. And he said, I just wish I hadn't been born. And when he was given that look and shown what it would be like, then he had a change in his perspective, right? Mm. Then yeah. he began to see, oh, my goodness. Thank you, old savings and loans, for being the challenge you've been to me all my life. And thank you, Mr. Potter, for being what you are, <laughs> which is the devil. <laughs> but I got to believe that guy had the best Christmas of his life. Yeah. Because he had a change of perspective. Mm. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about, let's change our perspective. Let's don't look at this as a time of sorrow. Let's look at it as a time of rejoicing. It could have been really bad. Mm. And Brian, I'm talking to you who lost your father just a few weeks ago mm -hmm. because of coronavirus. And... Um, what a tragedy that was for you and, and other families like you that this happened. But there's a lot of thanksgiving because your, your dad was a believer. That's right. And because of that, you can rejoice in this Christmas without him, but knowing that you'll see him again because right. that baby was born in that manger. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's so true. That's that's the hope. Yeah, and and that's what Jesus tied the bow on the on the gift at the end of his life. The gift that came in the manger, he tied the bow at the end when he said, "Peace, I'm leaving." He was leaving his peace with the Holy Spirit, and it said, you know, he said, "We never have to worry. You know, never have to be afraid." Uh, even when he is the Great Commission, go make disciples. I love the very end of that. He says. Surely I'm with you to the very end of the age. So <laughs> yeah. we're never, we never have to be alone again. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so it, it all gives me great hope and it does give me great comfort in the midst of grief and, and loss to know that my dad's okay. He, I, I, just knowing he's okay makes me feel better. 
and uh, and knowing that I could even talk to God and pass messages to my dad through God. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and if he wants to speak back to me, he can, but um, I, yeah, I just, gosh, faith is so important and Jesus is so gracious and so good. And I can't imagine uh, if, if you don't have Christ, I can't imagine Christmas without Christ. Um, mm. And I think he makes himself known at Christmas time, even more so than any time during the year personally. I think even non-believers sometimes set out nativity scenes, not even really realizing what it is. Um, I was down on the Bentonville Square this morning on a walk, and I saw a nativity scene sitting out there at a city park. Um, I've been to the Rockettes uh, in New York City before, and they have a nativity at the end of the program and in a very secular place and a very secular show. And uh, Jesus just has a way of making himself known at Christmas like no other time, it seems to me. Mm-hmm. But I love it. I love It's a Wonderful Life, as you know. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think when we get off here, we'll have to go watch it. <laughs> I, I, we were already planning on having an It's a Wonderful Life uh, watch party tonight with my because all my daughters are home. And, of course, I'm trying to get two of them who don't want to watch. I'm trying to get them to, to watch it with us. But uh, <laughs> the problem with my family is when we watch it, we're always saying the scene like, Look, mommy, a bell rings. Why do you think what happens when that happens? Well, angel gets his wings. And so we know all those all those things. It's just part of it. But I had talk about perspective. Uh, this morning we had our early morning prayer and, and Terry Bankstrom was on there. And Terry is this big guy. Like he's probably about six six, weighs about three fifty, and just a big, big man. And um uh, and we were talking about when we went to uh, Malibu when we had our early national conference out there and we and we rented a place in in a catholic monastery and there's something about monk beds <laughs> they're they're hard and they're short i think most of the monks out there are probably about five foot tall or five five something like that and terry was talking about his uh <laughs> his legs hanging off about a foot and a half <laughs> when he was trying to sleep. And then when we got through the, this afternoon or this morning, he sent me a, a, ma- a, a manger scene, which was actually a, a, a crib uh, with straw in it. It mm-hmm. was, you know, uh, depicting where Jesus was laid when he was born. And at the bottom of it, it said, king size bed. <laughs> mm, mm. And uh, and that that was the first, I guess, king's eyes bed, real king, yeah. uh, king of glory, that was laid in this manger that was filled with with uh, hay, straw, and uh, this is our king who began his journey in life uh, there. And that's quite a perspective in itself. Mm. Well, it is. And another thing I was kind of going back to the original thought of when Mary first encountered the angels and all that. One thing that you see about her is that she was obedient. She was obedient to say, may, may it be to me, as you've said, I'll, I'll, whatever, even, even though it was going to be strange and mysterious. And how's she going to explain this to Joseph, uh, who she was engaged to, that, and they'd been pure, and all of a sudden she's pregnant. You know, he's going to think she's been with somebody. And, but she was obedient and faithful. And then the shepherds were obedient to go, go find the, the child and, and uh, went and told lots of people, spread the word. 
But and both of them also worshipped. Not only were they obedient, but they worshipped him. They worshipped him, and and I think there's some lessons in all that. That this Christmas, I think we need to ask ourselves: Are we are we obedient to him, and are we worshiping him? And and perhaps he's got. Let this Christmas be a launching into 2021 for things that he's going to ask us to do. We're part of his mission. We're part of his plan for the world till he comes back. He's by for sure got things for us to do and we just need to be obedient and we need to worship him every step of the way. What, what do you think about that? Yes. And that, that, that I think leads into the perspective that I think that we're wanting to emphasize this Christmas because, you know, in my family, We've gotten together for years. I mean, this goes back to my wife's family, to our my family before I knew her, uh, brothers and sisters and, and nieces and grandchildren, and everybody would come and spend Christmas Eve. And uh, I mean, our little house, my mother and dad's little house, would be having people sleeping on pallets all over the place. And in the morning, that Santa Claus would come, and we would have such a wonderful time of feasting around my mother's great food. And it was the same with Sally. And then when we had our family, we began to go there to the point that we were all growing so much that we had our own uh, celebrations. And then when they got married, uh, they continued and they, they were coming home. So we had 18 people that were coming for Thanksgiving or Christmas. And we were, having some amazing times together and um, but we're not going to have that this year. And I think that that's uh, a tradition and you and I are traditions. We love the traditional aspects of Christmas, but we're not going to have that. And I think that's going to be true across the land that, that families will not be able to gather. They won't be able to travel. They, there are just a lot of things that this thing is going to change about our gathering. And some people say it's the worst Christmas they've ever experienced. Uh, well, that could be at that perspective if it's all driven by form. But it could be the best Christmas they've ever experienced if it goes if they go back to the purpose of Christmas all along, and that is worship. A deeper celebratory worship focused on that event that happened over 2,000 years ago. And I choose to look at this time as an opportunity to begin to build momentum for Sally and me because we'll be alone most of the time. We'll have some time after, maybe. We'll have some with our immediate family here. That's a few of them, but not all of them. But by and large, we're going to be spending more time alone with this Christmas and do I choose to regret uh, my loss or do I choose to welcome that which can be gained? And my perspective is I don't want to waste this opportunity that God's given me to go deeper with him and enjoy this birthday celebration better than ever before. I've already started building momentum toward that. I know you're doing yeah, you know, a uh, a a daily uh, Advent uh, entry. It's been really good, Brian. I appreciate it. And uh, you know, music, letting music began to build here more and more around me, 
and verses and, and journaling, journaling more and more, which are, is reflective, but also um, what's going on now. And then anticipating that maybe even Christmas Eve, it's going to be a night that I'm told there's going to be some celestial phenomena with different uh, planets and various things that are going to be showing up that hadn't showed up for a long time. I'm going to get outside and enjoy the cold air, cold, clear air, and try to see some of those things, much like I did when I was a kid and, and I was enjoying Christmas alone sometimes. And so I just think it, I think this is an opportunity for Christians to choose. And I would just ask our influencers out there, the people that are on this podcast to, to challenge themselves to choose that, which is good and right about Christmas and let that be their perspective and their pursuit because this is not a time to waste. It's a time to learn and gain ground in what it really means to worship that baby. Mm. Well, and I think what I'd like to do this year, Rocky, is close this. Uh, instead of the song that we, we had last few years, we played one of your favorite songs. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, mm -hmm. which is such a great rendition by Casting Crowns. Right. Uh, this year, I think that I'd like to play Silent Night as we close out our time together and uh, and just ask everybody to to be still and know that he's God, to be still, to worship him, to listen to all the verses of the of the song and just have a have a quiet time of worshiping the king uh, this Christmas. I think that might be a good way to to kick it off that are in this podcast and maybe kick off your Christmas celebration. What, what do you think about that, Rocky? I'm looking forward to it, Brian. Yeah. Would you uh, just close us in a in a prayer for all our influencers out there and anybody mm -hmm. out there that that might need some encouragement, who might need to hear that they don't have to be afraid to, to hear mm -hmm. that there's peace on earth? Go ahead, Rocky. I've read and heard some where that uh, Christmas time is not only the most joyful time in people's lives, but it's also some of the worst. They feel isolated. They feel lonely. They feel they're off of work. They, they don't have time to be with people in their office or wherever they work, and and they and and they're, therefore they get discouraged. Uh, and that would maybe uh, be an example of what's happened this whole year. If people have not been able to work alongside comrades, they've been. Uh, place in a place they can only see people uh, digitally. They can't can't hold them. They can't hug them. They can't uh, kiss them. They can't see some of the things that are interpersonal that we all long for. And it's been a very difficult year for many people for that reason. And sometimes, Lord, uh, with or without a year like 2020, some people feel that way around Christmas because of the same reasons. They're just isolated. They're lonely. But, Lord, uh, we know this, that uh, this world is going to give us false props. It's going to give us counterfeits. 
is going to lessen the blow of that emptiness that's in our life if Christ is not there. And it could be the time that they say, finally, I want him in. I want him there. And then they turn their, their eyes and their heart to receive the gift of Jesus into their life that will change them and fill that lonely void and give them purpose and hope. But then there are, are believers, they are followers of Christ who have accepted that gift but have not yet uh, utilized it. They've not practiced it. And as a result, they still hold on to that loneliness and that void that has been filled, but they're not activating it. It's just, he is there, you are there, but it's almost like they've forgotten. And it's times like this that, that believers, followers of Christ are reminded that we live in a fallen world and this is not the kingdom that we're to serve. Uh, we're not to entangle ourselves in, in this kingdom's ways, but to understand that what has been given to us is the kingdom of God has been deposited in our life. Now let's live for the kingdom. And my prayer, Lord, is this Christmas, those on this podcast will declare that this Christmas I live for the kingdom. The most important thing in this Christmas is going to be my worship and pursuit of the living God who came in that manger and lived before us and died an excruciating death on that cross. and was laid in the grave and overcome that grave and that death and has ascended into heaven and has said, I leave to you my spirit to live within you and guide you and comfort you and remind you of the things that I've said. And I'll be back one day and bring you to my kingdom. And that's a perspective. I pray that this Christmas that we will get back to the greatest gift that's ever given to this world. And let's continue to open, open and reopen that present every day of our life. And that present is that my grace is sufficient for you wherever you are and whatever you do or whatever comes against you. I am with you. Let us remember that as we celebrate this day all Christmas. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. You've been listening to the Influencers Network podcast. I'm Brian Craig, your host, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. See you next year.
mesmo 